Welcome to another podcast by Victoria Point Baptist Church. We are glad you have joined us today. If you would like to connect with us as we aim to introduce people to Jesus by connecting with our local community and beyond, you can find out more at vpbc.com.au. I have to say it's really easy these days for us to, well, I think, feel a little overwhelmed. Um, when you consider all the challenges that are almost commonplace now, uh, it almost seems to be one thing after another after another. And, and I think the sense of anxiety is something that's uh, quite, well, quite profound in our community. Uh, that sense of that burden or the weight uh, that we carry. And, and these seems to be the days that we're living in. I know throughout history, uh, this has been the case where there's been periods of time that have been difficult and challenging. Uh, but there certainly is a, a sense, I suppose, almost emotional fatigue where people are struggling, struggling with the weight, and as a result of that, I suppose the anxiety is a heavy burden to carry. Uh, one of the things as humans that we need, and it's really important, is that we feel safe, uh, that we feel secure, that we feel that uh, we are under God in control. And so a sense of feeling secure is primarily uh, a really important thing for us. And so what are we to do in these days? What is our response? How do we, uh, I suppose, respond in a world that uh, is increasingly uh, causing us some concern? Especially the unknown, the future, those sorts of things can easily play on our mind. And so it's important for us as Christians, it's important for us as children of God to intentionally turn the focus of our eyes and our minds on Him. It's really important that we take an intentional step where we just focus our minds on the one who is able to overcome all fear. And although God is faithful and we can trust Him when we know that's the case, we have to respond. We actually make a decision, I will trust God, I will put my faith in Him, I'll leave the future to Him, I'll trust His timetable. That is something that we have to do. God is faithful and just, He's available to us. But we intentionally have to choose to put our faith in Him. And the way that He is able to respond is quite amazing. Uh, I'm sure it's been your experience. It's been mine. I've been able to observe it in many people over many years. But in the darkest moments, in the most difficult times, when there's really nothing going right at all, God is somehow able to sustain us. Uh, spiritually, he sort of wraps his arms around us and hugs us. And, and even though we feel like we're going to fall over, even though we feel we've got nothing left in the tank, it's been my experience that in a wonderful and amazing way, God is able to sustain us and hold us together. Um, he enables us to stand even when we've got nothing in ourselves to do it. And so we have to understand that in these difficult days, the focus... The eyes of our heart needs to be intentionally placed on God. So there's all these other things happening and they seem to press in from every side. And sometimes we can just be overwhelmed. But it's important that we understand that we have a responsibility to focus the eyes of our heart and our mind on God. So it, we just... It would seem to be almost something we don't have to talk about. But the reality is God is available to us, but we, we need to make that intentional step to connect, to focus. 
And the thing that where our safety, our security comes from is the faithfulness of God. We can trust Him. He won't let us down. His love for us is amazing. And I think for me, when I think about God and when I look at life from His perspective, God gives me balance. He gives me some sort of clarity. Uh, Sometimes He gives me wisdom, but not always as much as I need. But He gives me some balance. I'm able to step back and take a breath and look at the things that are happening in the world and not feel afraid, not feel anxious. Because when we concentrate on the faithfulness of God, we understand that He is in control. One of the real problems, look, I understand, uh, media need to make money just like everyone else. Uh, If they don't have people reading or watching or listening, then they're going to go broke and they won't be existence. So I understand that media has to work in such a way. But you would have identified, and we need to step back from this, you would have identified how our media today sensationalizes everything. It's either amazing or it's horrific. There's nothing in between. There's no balance. And what they have done, and I suppose I can see their reasoning, is that they want to create fear and drama so that you and I keep looking at our phones, we keep looking at our TVs, we keep looking at newspapers if they still exist, but they want us to have this hunger for information to sort of make us feel safe, to have some sort of peace. And so our media creates all this drama, uh, all this sensationalism. Now, years ago, we used to just have a few heavy days of rain. Now it's a weather event. (laughs) And and look, I understand and and I know that this is a really pressing thing and it's going to impact people. But have you noticed that when an interest rate goes up a quarter of a percent, it's an interest rate hike? (laughs) Everything's dramatic. Everything's to get a response. And the response is often fear. Or anxiety, what's happening in our world? I have no control. Everything seems to be spinning out of control. And the media has sensationalized this because they want you to be addicted to your phone. They want you to be addicted to the television set. They want you to sit there morning after morning. I mean, with COVID, how long were they able to drag that out and drag it out? And if you weren't careful, you could place yourself in the lounge room and watch it every day and without even thinking about it, being overwhelmed subconsciously we are becoming overwhelmed. And it's not just that, it's the wars, it's the financial state. There's a whole lot of stuff that we get sucked into where we look for our information and our assistance from the media uh, rather than looking to God. And it's really important in these difficult days that we just focus in on God. I don't want to make light of it. I know that people are suffering and I know that uh, some fear is justified but I feel we need to step back, take a breath, and look at life through God's perspective. Understand that we can trust Him, that He is faithful, that He is good. And in the end, He's in control. And, and you say, well, Paul, how do we trust God? Where does this come from? I, I want to do it. I, I want to get to that place where I intentionally trust God and put my life in the, His hands. But how do you do that? Well, we do that by understanding something of the measure of His love. See, it's not just God's power that's important, but we also have to understand His limitless and unconditional love. He could be powerful, but He could be a brute. But He's not. He's powerful, but He's all-loving. And this morning, I want us to understand that the thing that affects every aspect of our, our emotional and our spiritual life comes back to understanding the measure of God's love. 
how we respond to him, how we respond to each other, how we respond to this mad world, all comes back to us understanding something of God's love. Because he is in control. But we have nothing to fear because he loves you more than you know. His love has been demonstrated throughout the ages. And so where we find our security is in the love of God. He won't fail us. He won't let us down. He's for us. He's not against us. And even though we don't know about the future, he does. But we have nothing to fear because he loves us. His love actually is the thing that takes away our doubt and our fear. Now, I've felt anxious. I'm sure we all have at times. It comes and it goes. Sometimes we're overwhelmed or we're worried. Sometimes we wake up early in the morning with a negative thought and we just can't get rid of it and we can't sleep. We've all experienced at some level. Some of you may be better than me, I don't know. But at times I feel anxious. But if I can just intentionally turn the eyes of my heart and think about the love of God for me, that consistency, that unconditional love, then I find that I feel safe and secure. Yes, he's all-powerful, but he's also all-loving. So can I encourage you in this morning, even if you've been a Christian for 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 years, invest in the love of God. There's no end to it. You just keep digging and digging. You can't get to the end of it. We just can't get to the depth of it because it's limitless and it's unconditional. But the love of God will be the thing that will hold us together. It will enable us to overcome all the media fear campaigns and the sensationalism, but also the reality. These are tough days, uncertain days. But the love of God will hold us together. The most important thing about the love of God is it's so different from human love. So if we don't have God in our life, we, normally, we know we need this love, but we look to other people to get it. So we look to our spouses or our family or things like that. But the, the problem with human love is that it fails. It disappoints. It's not perfect. And so you and I live in an imperfect world with imperfect people. And if God's not in the equation, we're looking to others to supply that love and that comfort and that safety and that security. But it will never happen. It will never come from them. Uh, that's an unrealistic expectation. There's no one other than God that can make you feel safe. There's no one other than God's love that can make you feel secure. And this, is, this passage this morning is probably one that is known to many of us. And as Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, he records this prayer. And the depth of it and the inside of it is something very special. I trust it will be a blessing to you this morning. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together within the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. So the love of God is wide enough to extend to all people. It's long enough to go from eternity past to eternity future. It's high enough that it takes in everyone, and it's deep enough that it's able to rescue all of mankind. The love of God, that needs to be the focus. We just, I know I talk about this often, but we just need to let the love of God flow over us and flow over us and flow over us and then flow over us some more. Don't be so busy or so committed or don't be on too many committees. Don't serve so much that you don't have time just to let the love of God flow over you 
flow over your soul, flow over your mind, flow over your spirit. Unconditional love of God. Just let it flow over you. Because when we let the love of God flow over us, something happens. Something changes when we really trust how much God loves us. We allow God to take control of our life. So we, we always talk about this. Oh, let God be the boss of your life. Let him control. Let him direct. Let him lead. That's the second step. You'll never get to that step. You'll never give him control of your life until you understand how much he loves you. It's just a logical step. Until we understand how much God really loves us and we can trust him, we'll never give him control of our life. We may spruik about it, we may talk about it, it's always, oh, you know, surrender your life to God, let him control your life, let him guard and guide your steps. That is true, but I can assure you the thing that's not allowing you to trust God with his, your life is the fact that you don't understand how much he loves you, how much you can trust him. If you and I are not allowing God to control our lives, it's because we don't understand his love. There's no, it's not complex, it's quite simple. If you and I fully understood the depth of God's love, the width, the height, the measure of his love, you and I would logically say, God, here's my life, I trust you, guide and direct me. But if we don't understand that love, we hold back. The very foundation of our journey with God, day in, day out, is his love. And so we allow God to control our life. It's a logical step. Paul sets the example in this prayer. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. Now, this is symbolic of Paul coming before God and saying, God, my life is in your hands. I'm on bended knee before the face of God. I'm willing to bow. I'm willing to kneel before you because I want to surrender. I want to be submissive. I want to trust you. And how did Paul get to this place? I can assure you that Paul got to this place where he's willing to kneel before God and say, God, my life is yours. He got to that place because he let the love of God just saturate him, saturate him, flow over him and flow over him. So if we're anxious, if we're feeling the weight, if the burden, if we're addicted to our phones or our tablets or our computers or our TV screens because we want the latest information that's going to save us and make us safe. Because that's what, that we've been sucked into this. <laughs> you may not be aware of it, but we've been sucked into this media thing where they want us to be depend on them because they're going to give us some information that's going to save us and make us safe and fix everything. The secret's out there, the mystery's out there somewhere. But it's really clear. <laughs> You and I just have to let the love of God soak over us and flow over us so that we might let him have control of our life. And we do it willingly, without resistance. And if there is any resistance in letting God show and lead and guide us, it's because we don't understand his love. Many years ago, um, Bob Dylan had a moment where his eyes were on God and he wrote some Christian songs. Uh, in that time, he, he wrote a song, he said, you've got to serve somebody. It might be the devil or it might be the Lord, but you've got to serve somebody. Someone has control of your life. And you know, it could well be the world. It could well be the media. It could be, well, everyone else's opinion. Everyone could be shoveling us into their mould and saying, this is how you live, this is how you think, this is how you operate. We're either serving the world or we're serving God. 
And the reason that we're not serving God or the reason that we're not willing to bow before God and give him everything is because we don't understand how much he loves us. We don't understand how much we can trust him. We don't understand how faithful he is. It's a logical step. So this is the progression. We are only fully secure as we rest in God's love. That's all that will do it. And then the next logical step then if we're resting in God's love is to have control of our lives to him. And this is where there's a big change. This is the transition. This takes us from being anxious to being excited. This is what takes us from being afraid and feel like we're burdened and carrying to actually have a joy about getting up in the morning. Because it moves us, when we love God and we give him his life, it moves us to live out his mission. We don't live for ourselves. We actually live to re-establish the kingdom of God here on earth. We get up every day to live for him. We enjoy life, we enjoy the V8s, we enjoy picnics, we enjoy food, we enjoy movies, we enjoy all that stuff. But our primary purpose is to live for God. But we'll never live for God. It's impossible. I could belt the pulpit, I could make you feel guilty, I could make up all sorts of things and say, if you don't serve God, this is going to happen to you. That will never happen. You might for a week or two, but the only thing that will get you and I to live for God is to understand the measure of his love for you. Once we grasp that we can trust him, we really can. Once we understand that he's for us and not against us, and once we give control of our life to him, we are released then to live our life for his purposes and not ours. You see, when the spirit of Jesus dominates our mind, it's about his purpose, his timetable, his agenda, not ours. And all the stuff, most of the stuff that we worry about and burdened by and lay awake at night just falls away. <laughs> it's important, but it loses that power over us. You see, we're slaves to it. We're slaves. We live under the burden of life. The gift of life that God gave us has been turned around. Now it's a burden. So many worries, so many things to think about. This is happening, that's happening. Oh, what's going to happen to me? Obviously, we feel anxious. But we only feel anxious because we don't let God control our life. And we're thinking about what the world says is important rather than what God says is important. You see, when God's love flows over us and flows over us and flows over us, you know what the response is? God, here's my life. Your amazing love for me, here's your life. You see, God's love for you and for me is not limited to how we behave. It's unconditional. So if I'm mean and horrible to you, and if I keep being mean and horrible to you, it makes sense that you're going to treat me differently. You're not going to smile quite as much or you'll avoid me. So how I respond to you will determine how you respond to me. So the measure of your love that I will receive is in some ways is dependent on how I operate and how I love you. But with God, it's another level. Even though I fail, even though I fall short, even though I'm selfish, even though I'm fragile, even though I'm weak, even though I'm lazy and self-centered at times, God's love remains constant to me. It doesn't change. And if only I was able, or we were able to understand the depth of that love, we would say, God, here's my life. Take it and use it. I want to be a part of your purposes and your ministry. It's about your timetable. We seek after God's mission. 
And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he might strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell on your hearts through faith. The spirit of Jesus lives within you. That's what makes you a Christian. Not because you're religious or you're good or you come here on Sunday or you give money or you serve in kids or youth or whatever. The only thing that makes you a Christian born again is you actually have the spirit of Jesus in you. He's made his home within you. And the tension that we have is when we have the spirit of Jesus living in us, but we're living our life our way. When all the time the spirit of Jesus is there and we're fighting and battling and struggling and wrestling with God and we're not happy. And then all the worries and the fears and the doubts of the world just pile in on us and we crumble and fall and we're a mess on the floor because we have the spirit of Christ in us, but we're wanting to live for ourselves. But when the love of God flows over us, because I keep coming back to this, but it's the only thing that makes sense. The only reason we don't give God control of our life is we don't understand how much he loves us. We don't trust him. We really don't. Why wouldn't we surrender our... Why wouldn't we, like Paul, kneel before God if we trusted him? And I pray that you, in being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. And then verse 19. That you may be filled to the measure with all the fullness of God. You know, we've been talking about revival and renewal. This is it, where we want to be close to God, where we want to experience His fullness, the fullness of His power, the fullness of His love, the fullness of His purpose. And we can't have that if we're living for ourselves. And we live for ourselves because we don't understand how much God loves us. And because we don't understand how much God loves us, we're selfish and we live our way, not His way. So we have the Spirit of Christ dwelling within us, wrestling and fighting. We're never happy. We're never satisfied. We're never content because the Spirit of Christ indwells us, but we're wanting to live with self. And the reason we do that is because the love of God hasn't touched our hearts the way it should. So if we're on a journey together, the one thing I could encourage you is to continue to seek after and find and study and discover the depths of God's love. His message of mercy and grace. Don't let people rob you of that. It is the good news for a reason. It's better than it, it's too good to be true, yes. But don't let anyone rob you of God's amazing grace, his limitless love, his unconditional love. Nothing will disqualify you from God loving you. And anyone who says different is lying, and it's heresy. And it's not the message of faith. It's good news for a reason. When that good news flows over you and we give control of our life. We would take up God's purposes. And one of the things that's been challenging me lately is about God's purposes is understanding not just the God's love for me, but God's love for mankind. I have a very small role within the Baptist Union. Uh, there's a number of pastors in this region that I visit and encourage and, and try and help that they can learn from my mistakes or something like that. <laughs> But I spoke to a guy recently, and it was as if God was speaking to me, and I suppose in some ways he's speaking to the church here. But this guy came from overseas, he set up a church, he planted a church, the church grew and grew and grew. They got to the place where they invested and they bought a building, it's quite a large building, they had a quite a large debt. For no real apparent reason, there wasn't a split or anything, but people just started to leave the church. 
And he got to the point where they said the only obvious way ahead was that they closed the doors of the church. They couldn't see any other way. So they prayed. And he said it was really clear to the leaders that, it, that God said this, you've been very busy doing lots of good things, but you haven't been, been doing, busy doing the, the most important thing, <laughs> to make disciples. And, and it spoke to me because this has been on my heart for a while and, and God's been nudging and challenging me, but the most important thing that we do is to make disciples. The vision statement for our church, for VPBC, is that we introduce people to Jesus. And I don't think we've been doing that very well. I don't think I've been leading you very well in that. And all the things that we do are good, and there's nothing wrong with what we've been doing and our focus, and we're reaching out. We've got aspects and, and, and catchment areas of the community. There's some really good things in line, but I don't know if we've had the heart where we realise the most important thing in life is to introduce people to Jesus. And uh, God sort of challenged me, and I, I'm listening to this guy who I'm supposed to be encouraging and challenging, and he's just speaking all this truth into my life. And, and I've been thinking, why is it that we get distracted from the most important thing? It's because we don't understand the depth and the width and the height and the length of God's love. Because if we did understand how much He loves us and how much we can we can trust him, we would give control of our lives to him. If we give control of our lives to him, we'll take up his purposes, not ours. And if we're living out God's purposes, this is his purpose, that we make disciples. We introduce people to Jesus, we re-establish the kingdom of God. Probably the best known benediction uh, is found in this passage this morning. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more then we can ask or imagine, gee, he loves us a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> According to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. There used to be a time, and maybe it's coming back, but remember when you looked forward to an overseas holiday? Remember when you planned it and planned it and you've looked forward to it and you've dreamt about it? And then comes the morning when the taxi arrives at the front and you're just excited. The anticipation is through the roof. You're just like, I cannot wait. This is so good. Now, where's my wallet? Where do I put that? That's my normal thing. <laughs> but that's how the Christian life should be. That we understand that he loves us so much, he's able to do more than we can ask and imagine. He lives within us and he empowers us. And it gives power to our purpose to introduce people to Jesus. We should wake up every morning excited that we're on this journey with God. And if we're not excited about our journey with God, it's because we don't understand how much he loves us. Remember Adam? God said, where are you? Spoke about this a few weeks ago. Where are we spiritually? Are we close to God? Do we want to be close to God? Are we busy? Are we worried? Are we anxious? Or are we genuinely... Is there a sense of revival and renewal of spirit in this church where we're saying, no, I want to take steps towards God. Where are you? I want to take steps towards God. I don't want to carry the weight and the burden of this life. I don't want to be removed from my purpose. I want to understand how much God loves me, how much I can trust Him, how important it is I live out His purposes. I think that's exciting when you and I can get our head around how powerful God is and what He wants to do. 
but it gets back to this, that we would understand how much God loves you, how much you can trust Him, give control of your life to Him and live out His purposes. And as a church, would we prayerfully be considering our vision, introducing people to Jesus? We've lost that a little bit. We've lost that somewhere along the line. All the things that we're doing are good. I'm not saying we just give them all up. But we've got to have a purpose. And it's got to be a sharp purpose. You and I should get up every day knowing that the one thing that God wants from us is to introduce people to Jesus. If we're not doing that, we're not loving Him. And if we're not doing that, we're not loving Him. It's because we don't realize how much He loves us. Let's pray.